Hi, I'm Rachel Monteleone and welcome to Kittypedia, the podcast. I'm not an expert. However, I do speak with them with the view of providing you with expert information and advice to help you be the best parent that you can be. Together, let's give children the life they deserve and a positive future. Hello and welcome. Well, for some time now, there has been a long-running debate, not only here in Australia, but around the world, about the prospect and probability of children possibly contributing to the spread of COVID-19. And as we know, uh, people of all ages can be infected by coronavirus, as medical professionals have confirmed the symptoms are milder in children and they are less likely to develop severe illnesses. Thank, Thank goodness for that. Well, children do, however, have a wide network and connections to other children through school, their social networks and hobbies. So it is natural that this issue has been of concern. So today, I wanted to share a story with you about a world-first algorithm a Melbourne tech startup called Class Solver has developed that shows how primary schools can reduce the spread of COVID-19 outbreak by 36%. Yes, you heard me, 36%. Now, this groundbreaking algorithm sees the spread of COVID-19 in primary schools slowed by creating classes optimised for social networks. So to talk to us about this today, we welcome Jeff Craig, Class Solvers General Manager, and I'm going to try and pronounce this word, and we're just practicing it before the recording, statistician. There you go. I said it, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who developed the modeling? Now, Jeff Craig, uh, just a little bit about um, our guest, is a former management consultant with over 20 years modeling and analytical experience in telecommunications and financial services. And he's also a published academic and former maths teacher. And in 2019, he joined the Class Solver team as GM. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm well, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. This is great, and congratulations. I mean, I mean, to, to have, I guess, such a, an important input into to this algorithm, um, groundbreaking algorithm, you must be extremely proud of your work, no doubt. Yeah, it, it's been really exciting to be involved in. To, um, uh, we've been working with schools for about seven years now, but to, to, to see COVID arrive and, and realise that we could help out in a small way has been really fantastic. So in saying that, I understand that Class Solver was launched in 2013, initially designed to help solve problem of manually creating school class lists, um, and the company has pivoted, I understand, to address the urgent need with schools to help combat the risk of COVID-19 infections. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I, I don't know how much you know about the classless creation process. The um, um, the schools we talk to say that creating classless is the um, is the second most important thing that they've got to get right for their schools because number one is getting the right staff, number two is the classes and having a good balance of um, kids who are doing well, kids who are struggling, kids who are challenged behaviourally, etc. Um, they, they tell us that's the, the second most important thing that they do. Mm. But of course, then we had COVID arrive this year. Um, <laughs> that and little thing. That's right, that, that little bump in the road that we've, we're just a mild hiccup for all of us um, and really throw, throw classes into chaos, um, particularly in North America because they're on a um, the reverse year to us so their school year ends in June, whereas, of, of course, course, ours ends in December. Um, and so they were, they were getting to the end of the school year, not able to, to get to school, any of them, the, the staff or the students, and trying to say, well, how on earth do we do this? The, the traditional process was to 
uh, get together with bits of paper, um, sometimes with, with Microsoft Excel, and, and try and put class lists together. And they literally couldn't do it. And they, we were fortunate that we were able to help them out um, because our software is online and, and virtual. But then they started pushing the software and, um, and throwing into it things that we hadn't planned for it to do. So the, um, a lot of the US schools are doing things like saying, okay, well, if your letter is, if your family name is in the second half of the alphabet, then you're going to attend school on, say, Mondays and Wednesdays. But if you're in the first half of the alphabet, <coughs> you're on Tuesdays and Thursdays, as an example. And they were suddenly trying to say, yes, but our, cl- our school doesn't split nicely in that. You know, we might have two-thirds of the population, of, of the course, student population in the second. Yeah. 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 And, and so they, they suddenly had all these unbalanced classes again. And so they were taking our software and beginning to push it to, to try and help them through that process. And we saw them doing that. So this is we're back in sort of May, June. And we saw them doing that and realised actually we can we can even help that by pushing the algorithm even further and making it really take account of things. So um, things like bus route, bus routes for the US are a big factor and um, what sports that the kids play after school, all these other factors that affect the, the network. So, yes, they spend a lot of the day in the class with the other kids, but, of course, they spend time on the bus with the people on the bus and they, if they go and play sport after school or go to scouts or whatever, they, you know, they, they've got all sorts of groupings. <clears throat> and the, the software that we've got with, with, the, um, with the improvements that we've made is able to actually now take those things into account so that... The kids you go to school with are the same ones you go on the bus with are the same ones you go to sport with. And therefore, if someone does get infected, it's only getting to that group. It's not spreading through the whole school. It's just it's contained within that group and therefore reducing the spread of COVID if, if you've got COVID at your school. It's a brilliant concept. And I read that there was modelling of 3,500 students across Australia, which um, was used to cluster students, in fact, in the social networks, um, as you were just mentioning, the extracurricular activities and ha- household dynamics. Is that right as well? Yeah, that's right. So we're, we're fortunate because we've got hundreds of schools that we work with, we're fortunate to have access to their data. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> So we're able to take some of the schools that we work with here in Australia. We took a couple from each state um, and and put together three and a half thousand worth students worth of data to see what would happen um, when running it uh, and yes. actually sort of modelling it through to to help us. You know, we had the suspicion that this would work, but we didn't know. We had to had to go off and, and actually model it and verify. And I read that Class Solver's purpose is to save teachers and educators time, as you just mentioned before, but ultimately to help ensure that children are placed in the best class for their needs. And it doesn't replace the expertise of administrators and teachers. It's actually just more so a tool to help support them to make the best decisions um, possible. Would this be the right way to maybe to, to explain it maybe? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So the, um, as I said earlier, the, the classless creation process is very important um, for schools and something that takes staff a lot of time. A lot of the schools that we work with tell us that um, across the school, this is a job that will take hundreds of hours of staff time um, in total. And so to, um, to, to have software that is efficient and helps them through that process Often they can save sort of seventy five percent of that time, and of course that's time that's a lot they can of reinvest time. back into. The, it is they can take that back 
invested in becoming better teachers or helping students with problems or just being on yard duty, whatever, whatever all the things are that they need to get done. Um, but as you say, we're, we're always cautious to, to say it's a tool. You know, you, you, your iPhone is fantastic, but it doesn't actually stop you from being able to think. You still need to review what it says. And, and in the same way, Class Solve is a great tool, but the staff still need to look at the classes and say, does it actually work? Did we mean to put Rachel and Jeff in the class together? We know all they're going to do is sit at the back and talk all day long. Whoops, <laughs> we forgot to tell the software. <laughs> we better fix that up. So, so what I'm hearing, the COVID-friendly algorithm then takes into consideration factors that may impact in interactions across the school, um, such as groups. And as you mentioned before, after-school activities like bus um, bus routes, um, the suburbs, um, and even household bubbles as well, I understand, and um, as part of the Victorian government stage plan. Is that right? Yeah, so obviously Victoria finally is doing better than we have been doing. Um, yeah, finally, I think hey. Said it was, you know, it was nice to meet you as another Victorian. We've, we've, we've been <laughs> away in our rooms for a while now. Um, but, uh, yeah, the um, the because the software can be adapted to the needs of the local environment. So um, the, the social bubbles, as far as we understand, is not something the US is doing, but, but we've got them here. And um, that sort of, you know, if you, if you think about um, cousins who've got the same grandparents or something, they might be in a social bubble together. The software can take account. They don't have to have the same family name. You know, often cousins obviously don't have the same family name. But if you put into the software, this these two groups of um, kids are in a social bubble together. So you've got these twins over here and those three brothers or sisters over there, but they're all in the same social bubble. Then the software can take account of that and make sure that it's still dealing with that appropriately to um, to, to reduce the spread. Yeah. And so, I, as I was mentioning before, I understand that it, you've predicted that if primary schools create class lists for 2021 and consider student um, social interaction and networks such as what you've just mentioned, that they can reduce the spread um, of outbreak by 36%. How is that calculated then? How do you actually know it's 36%? Sure. It, it, um, this is where my background as a statistician and modeler comes in because you've got to um, uh, take it through and, okay, so, so in scenario A, we've got these 10 schools that I mentioned before, let's create their classes and then let's simulate infections. So um, for each school, we ran simulations of infections through the school. Um, I've got a little bit of background in network modelling and went off and read a bit of the epidemiology papers and that sort of stuff to, to improve my understanding. Um, and yeah, model how infections spread through a school. And then um, given the same um, child is infected in the model to start with, but under our optimised classes, see what, the, see what the infection rate looks like in that case. And as you can imagine, the, um, uh, by, by keeping those kids together, yes, the kids in the same class, they're going to be infected basically in either scenario. But because you've, you've reduced the social connections across classes, across the school, you're reducing the spread between grades and between classes. And that's where you get that saving in, um, in the spread of the infection. Mm. And you mentioned that you've been working with schools right around the world, in particular the US, where Class of it um, implemented the new COVID-19 friendly feature um, and saw an opportunity for the same markets in other countries um, like Australia. Is there anything else you can maybe tell us about this? Is it Canada as well that you've been working with New Zealand? I believe. Yeah, so we, we've, we've got a long history in Australia and New Zealand. We've been in um, 
Australia for, uh, we're obviously an Australian company and been here for about seven years, been in the New Zealand market for about four years now um, and getting good traction there. The US and Canada pretty much is, is this year, it's 2020. We, we didn't mean to arrive at the same time as COVID, but we did arrive at the same time as COVID. Um, and so, yeah, both, both countries have sort of, well, you know, they're massive countries, obviously, and we've got a, a long way to go, but we're off to a good start with both of them and, um, and getting really nice feedback uh, from the schools that we work with. Understandably. In, and I understand the class of us since worked with hundreds of schools in Australia now uh, across both um, public and private sectors. Um, and as I was just mentioning before, there's a whole heap of new features. But, um, I mean, overall, like what has been the response you've sort of found? I understand that you've actually worked in particular with one um, school, St Andrews Primary School in Clayton as well, and you've had some really great um, sort of reviews and some, some feedback from them as well. Anything you could maybe share? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Paul Wakeling uh, down at the, the principal at St Andrews um, has been fantastic. Um, he's uh, um, one of our very early adopters of Class Solver uh, and a, um, really gets the problem and, and gets the need for, for what we do. And as, um, uh, and he's, he's a, from, my kids didn't go there, but uh, from what I've seen of him in the school, he, he, he's got a great school and he's running it really well, really empathetic. I need, he talked about um, the need with um, coming back to kids, coming back to term one, uh, sorry, to term one, to term four now, the need to just spend half an hour with each of them and just check in and see how they're going and, because it's such a disrupted year for all Victorian students, and so he's been um, he's been great. But yeah, we've we've actually we've just been recutting our um, we have a demonstration video on our website, and we've just been recutting it because um, previously it was largely us talking, you know, and showing the video. Now it's basically our clients. There's a there's a bit of us, but basically it's our clients because they're the ones who uh, can give an honest feedback and stuff. So we, we, we interview our clients and we get feedback from them and um, the video is now um, them talking about their experiences with Class Over and, and what that's like. I've got one of his quotes I just wanted to read out. So this is Paul's quote. He said, uh, the program can be specifically adjusted to our school's needs also that we can take into consideration each of the students' friends and who the students interact with both inside and outside the schoolyard. And it's already a massive time saver. And if I can also uh, protect my students and staff in the community, it's a no-brainer. So no wonder you're getting rave reviews from everywhere at the moment. <laughs> now, um, I wanted to acknowledge that we published your article and the title is Aussie Startup Develops Groundbreaking Modelling to Reduce COVID Outbreaks in Schools by 36%. Now, for someone who hasn't read the article yet, can you please tell us just basically what it's about and, of course, what inspired you to write it? Sure. Um, so, um, the, the, that, that overall story that we've been telling about the, the classless creation process um, is where we began. Um, and then the, this opportunity through the US to um, see that schools had to respond to COVID and less so, but still true here in Australia as well. Schools had to respond to COVID and, and do something about how to, to deal with that. And one of the things they have to deal with is how they create their class lists. And so to... Um, we took that opportunity to improve our software to, to support schools in reducing the spread of, um, in, of COVID in their schools. Um, and it's something we've been thrilled to be, thrilled to be part of and uh, really, um, you know, thankful to Kitapedia and, uh, and all the other people we're talking to for, for having us and, and talking about it because it is, 
Um, there's, you know, schools do fantastic work and they're often underappreciated, the, the, the schools and the staff of them, but we, we know how vital they are to our communities and to um, the, the education and welfare of our kids. And so to contribute in a small way to that has been fantastic for us. And I understand the Intuitive Software um, will be working hard with schools and educators in the planning for 2021 school year. Has that work already begun at the moment? Yeah, so we, we really see sort of um, towards the end of term three, through the term three holidays, because teachers don't take holidays, even though some some people think they get lots of holidays, they actually don't take much in the way of holidays. Uh, and now into term four, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're seeing lots of schools um, getting this started because they, they, as I said, they know this is important. Um, they, they know that um, when they don't, you know, a, a, a big factor for many of them to consider and that your listeners would know is that um, parents very reasonably say, oh, my, my son or daughter had a, um, has a challenging relationship with that other child at the school. Could you please make sure they're separated or th- those sort of things? To, to keep track of all those things is an enormous task. We've, we've seen um, Excel spreadsheets and little black books full of notes about all the things that um, principals and vice principals are trying to keep track of across the school. And so for them to, to start that process and um, try and create class lists that they know will work for the kids, will work for the teachers, and that the parents aren't going to ring them up and say, do you remember last year I told you to keep those two apart and to, to keep all of that in track and, and, on, and in progress to, to get a successful outcome is something that absolutely they're starting now and a lot of them are planning to get finished soon so they've got time to review it and make sure that it's really going to work for 2021. So Class Solver then I'm hearing has the ability to create classes instantly based on a range of like customised requirements then. Um, so including things, for example, like keeping children apart and those types of things, is that right? So it's not just um, taking into consideration COVID, but also additional things, um, for example, like the, as you just mentioned, the, the children that don't get along and can the algorithm sort of support that as well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it's a it's a very important part for schools that ability to, and sometimes it's about pairing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a parent of twins. Now we oh, want our twins to be separated through school, but many parents of twins want their kids to be together through school because they yes. provide emotional support for each other and, and that well. sort of thing. And so the yeah, the, the software can do both of those to to say keep those twins together or keep those twins apart to, as as suits the school and suits the parents. So things for for example like behaviour, academic performance, and all special needs it's fantastic um and then otherwise besides that i mean i mean how can class over reduce the spread of covid in school i mean from that perspective um i understand the covid from the algorithm takes into consideration factors that may impede interactions across um all kinds of things as we were just mentioning but i mean how does that impact then um the, the, the children do they have any other choice that like for example if they want to be with their friends and they, all those types of things have you had any interactions like that that, that um or any any feedback that um has been difficult to sort of to, to to work with um we actually love feedback that's difficult because that's how we improve the program so the of course the, the version that we had seven years ago is nothing compared to what it is today um and yeah the the um we don't we no longer get difficult feedback we still get feedback on how to improve and we certainly take that on board we love feedback but um mm. things like friendships that's a that's a key component in the software now uh as oh, well wow. because um yeah that 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 need to say okay well who are they going to play with at recess and lunchtime that so that that's in there as well uh so it's oh, taking wow. care of all of those factors which is which is as you say is really important 
So traditionally then how have schools created their class lists um, sort of up until now then and, and still today, of course? Yeah, well, the, um, the vast majority um, have got some, some version of sticky notes. Now, whether it's cut out bits of paper or index cards or sticky notes, occasionally Excel spreadsheets or Google spreadsheets. Um, but and we, we, we see some schools go to quite large um, approaches to this. So there's, um, uh, I've seen schools that have, um, they've got woodmakers on their staff who've actually gone home and cut out little wooden placeholders to put the cards on. Other schools will print off magnets with the, um, with the students' names. Others will cut out the photos of every single, you know, the school might have four or 500 students. They'll cut out every single student's Very photo. Very laborious process, them. sounds like. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, and this is, this is reflecting what we love about teachers, that they, they care passionately about their students and about having a good education for all of our kids, uh, which is wonderful. But then they're putting a lot of time into this process um, that is, as I say, it's critical to what they do, but, it, but there, are be- there are better, more efficient ways now with um, class of to actually get this sort of stuff done. And why do you think class lists are so important then? Um, I'm, as, as you said in the introduction, I'm actually an ex-teacher, an ex-maths teacher at um, a high school. Um, the, the balance of a class, uh, both for the students and for the teacher, is really critical. So as a, as a teacher, if you have a class with um, too many kids who are behaviourally challenged or academically challenged, conversely, too many kids who are actually doing really well academically, um, to, to, have, to have classes that are unbalanced adds significantly to the workload for the kids uh, and for the, sorry, for the teacher. For the kids, um, you've got a number of challenges. The first one is the one that you just mentioned, which is about friendship, particularly when kids are young. If they don't feel safe and secure in their class if they don't have a friend in their class. So it's very important for kids to have a friend in their class. But then on top of that, of course, if a teacher is struggling with their class, the, the people who suffer, are, the teacher suffers, but the people who really suffer are the students because if a teacher is spending all of their time dealing with three students um, rather than the class in general, then those other 15 or 25 students in the rest of the class, they're not getting the support of the teacher that they also deserve. Um, and so you, you get these sort of knock-on effects where um, if, you don't, if you don't get your classes right, it has a, has a flow-on effect. And, of course, that lasts most of the year. Um, the, and the other flow-on effect is to, uh, is to the leadership of the school. So um, a lot of parents very sensibly and very understandably, if their child is struggling at school, will go and see the staff. Now, if the, if the reason the child is, is struggling at school is because the class isn't well-balanced and the teacher doesn't have time for everyone, then that becomes an issue for the school because the, you'll, you'll get parents coming in and saying to the deputy principal or principal, look, my, my child is struggling at school can we do something about this? And you suddenly find that um, you, have these, you have all these flow-on effects. It's one of those things that if you get it right, it's kind of like good umpiring. If you get it right, no one notices, but if you get it wrong, it just has all these flow-on effects and, and really impacts the quality of the education for the kids, the quality of the teacher's workload, um, and, the, and the, the leadership and their ability to, um, to deal with problems and that sort of thing. And that's, that's some of the feedback we get. I mean, we... Uh, we market ourselves on two things, but in many ways it should only be one. So we, we market ourselves on um, reduction in time and reduction in stress, but really it's probably just the reduction in stress because the reduction in time is a bonus, 
but the reduction in stress for, for, for principals and deputy principals and teachers, that's the key. And, and for our kids, actually, the reduction in stress for the kids mm-hmm. too. And so you've been around for now seven years. I mean, besides all of the benefits you were just mentioning, is there anything else um, that there is any likely um, benefit, for example, I mean, if children are in the right classes with the right classmates and all of the other benefits um, that their grades could could improve? I mean, is that likely at all? Have you seen any results um, potentially? I don't know. Just wanted to ask. Yeah. Yeah, we know you, you, you're spot on and you reminded me of the things I've meant to say, which is great. Um, yeah, there's, there's, actually, there's actually academic research that shows that students perform better academically um, when they're in a well-balanced class. Uh, so um, we've got, we've read those papers. We, you know, we obviously didn't write them. We're not educational um, researchers ourselves. But, but yeah, that research exists and, uh, and there is evidence absolutely to show exactly what you're saying, that um, not only are students happier in a well-balanced class, but they actually perform better academically um, and, and get better results from them as well. Absolutely. Well, and you'll only just continue just to refine that algorithm year on year to, to continually, continually improve that. So, look, overall, congratulations. It is a really extraordinary initiative and now with the lens of on top of it of helping reduce the spread of infection across school and wider community plus all of the other benefits which you've spoken about is just sensational and you know just providing a solution to support schools and educators um, you know as they're starting for the new year for 2021 and beyond Um, and of course just continue with COVID-19 heaven knows how long it's going to be around in our life in, in the world that we're living in and hopefully not too long but you know one once COVID's that have been and gone, you're still going to be able to pr- provide those added ben- benefits um, and, you know, sharpen the pencil year on year with all of, all of the information that you're going to be gathering from, from the learnings from this COVID era that we're le- living through at the moment. But, I mean, for anyone watching and listening, um, what would be your key messages that you, you would love for them to take away from our chat today? Sure. Um, I think there's probably, hopefully not three big ones, three little ones that, um, class lists are important for schools, um, that um, the, there is software to help with that process and if we have to be de- living in a COVID world, hopefully we don't, fingers crossed, but if we have to be living in the COVID world, we can reduce the spread of COVID as well. Now, for anyone watching and listening also that want to sort of get involved and would like to be able to learn more about how they can implement Class Solver, and is it only for primary schools, is it for, for high schools as well? Secondary schools? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we do do work with mm-hmm. secondary schools, not the very top of, year, of secondary schools, the year 11 and 12s, but certainly years 7 to 10, uh, we absolutely help out secondary schools because there's, there's still that need to get those classes balanced. And, and my, my experience as a teacher is as a high school teacher um, and I've certainly wanted balanced classes for myself. So, yeah, absolutely, the, the, those years 7 to 10 of high schools, absolutely. So if anyone watching and listening, um, they would like to be able to inquire, can, we, can parents inquire for, on behalf of the school? Um, how, does it, how does it work? How do they get in contact with you guys then? Sure. So we're at um, classsolver.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three S's in the middle of that. It looks a little bit silly when you're writing it, but there's three S's in the middle. Um, in terms of who we deal with, the, uh, we deal with the schools. The, the, the schools are our clients. Um, of course, we want parents to be um, 
to to have, to have a good result and all that sort of thing. Um, so I, I think if parents are interested, they're welcome to, to visit the website and learn more. Uh, but if they if they're sort of interested in getting their school involved with Class Over, they probably need to approach their school and uh, and talk to them directly. Um, we're as I said, we're, we're happy to give them information, but the, the schools are the ones we deal with because they're the ones who are who are actually doing the work. We'll have all of those links in the show notes. Jeff, it's been wonderful chatting to you today and congratulations on this incredible initiative and all the very best of luck for the future. But thank you again for your time. Take care. Thank you very much for having me, Rachel. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Take care. Stay safe. Right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I'm Rachel Monteleone and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.